You are listening to the Red Roots Podcast. All right. So you guys are really talkative before the podcast. Let's hope that now that the record button has been pushed, you will continue to do so. So before we start, though, first of all, everybody good? Yeah. Good. Hi, everyone. Morning. <laughs> there you go. If you're listening to it in the afternoon, still good morning. Um, we have, some cor- I have a correction from last week. The song was, <laughs> oh, what was it, God Plus America? No, 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 no. Beautiful America. America. Beautiful. America the Beautiful. America the Beautiful by Yolanda Adams is who sang the song. Yeah. It was not uh, Lift Every Voice. It was not Lift Every Voice and Sing, which Melinda do. assumed because you heard a black person was singing that's it. That's probably true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that's that. Um, actually, I was going to talk about yeah. the pillars of a society too, but I can't, find, <laughs> I can't find it and I didn't feel like Googling it. Anyways, so... Been a good week? Yes. Mm-hmm. Good week, everybody. You can tell. Everybody has more pep in their voice this week. It is a rainy Monday here. Oh, nice. It is. Um, so the, it's the rainy season here, obviously. I think I've probably mentioned that every week. But it hasn't really been raining. And it was a l- little bit of a concern, not because of famine, or, but like we won't suffer necessarily a drought here. But you need, you know, you need the rain. You need the rainy season to. But um, it's definitely picked up in the past week or so. Mm. So it's been raining and muddy and. All that fun stuff. So. I read a pamphlet yesterday that said how to pr- uh, protect yourself from dengue. Um, dengue? Dengue? Dengue. <laughs> I mean, do you pronounce it in English in Spanish? Dengue? Dengue, I think. Dengue. Uh, um, and it's, it's said to like get rid of big puddles of water. <laughs> I was like, that's impossible. Our house is surrounded. It's full-time <laughs> job. Yeah, I, was, I, was, I sent a message through by the organization I work for, and they were like, this is how you can avoid it and it was just like get rid of standing water <laughs> i just looked out my window and just like yeah. all around the yeah house. it's, it's everything's flooded, flooded. It's like, oh. and the mosquitoes are just having a ball <laughs> i went outside yesterday and con our dog was literally his back was covered in mosquitoes i was like oh poor guy but better him than me and i closed the door <laughs> and i went inside no i mean yeah i did do that but that's not fun you know um one of our our neighbors has dengue right now mariscal's wife Oh, does and, she? Uh huh. And her daughter had it, and they're just like so skinny. But didn't didn't we have dengue? We had a string of a, I don't a know string what of we dengue. Had. I know we had, they had it. All yeah. their whole yeah. family had at it. The, but at the beginning of this whole outbreak, yeah, yeah. this has been going on for a while. Probably, this outbreak we probably thing. did have it. Like that's when we were all sick, yeah. and we were, I mean we were like beat up sick. Like you remember, like you didn't see me for or, like I was yeah yeah, I was, if, yeah it went round up. You were away for a week, and Rudy was out for a week. Yeah, and Ruth was out for a week. Yeah, that's right. Just flew around, and because we had like this, and it was. It was like you got hit by a truck. Like there was like, I, I, yeah, I got sick because I was in here. I was in the office. And yeah, remember yeah. I left? I was like, yeah, yeah, I don't feel good, man. I'm going to go home and just rest. You know, you rest it off or whatever. And the next day was just like I felt terrible. Like, you know, like you ever been so yeah, sick yeah. that you yeah, start yeah. like thinking like, oh, this might be it. Like this is this might be the end for me. Like that's what... like. It was terrible, man. Like I was, like I was done. Yeah, I, I don't. I can count on my hand the amount of times I've seen him down like that. Yeah, because like, I get sick, but like that was like, like, and I, I told, and I got delirious. I was telling Rudy, like I was so, like, 
my, I was so confused. I was laying in the bed, but like my thoughts, I could not complete one single thought. Could not complete. It was crazy. And it, it was literally driving me crazy because I, there was a part of me that recognized that I couldn't complete a thought. But then there was also the part of me that couldn't remember that I was even trying to complete a thought to recognize. Like, it was insane. It was like, like it was terrible. And so then I went to sleep, you know, yeah. that's the only solution. And then I remember thinking it was late in the night because I had a fever and whatever. And I was like, because there's nothing I could do at that point. I was like, if I don't feel better by tomorrow, I'm, uh, I'm going to the doctor. And then I thought a little bit later, like, if I don't feel better for tomorrow, I'll probably be dead. Like, I'm not going <laughs> to make it. I'm not going to make it. Like, it was awful. Like, I, I want to say I've never been that sick, but you always say that right after, you, you yeah, know, yeah. The, your last sickness is always the worst, right? But there's like, how do you protect yourself from that? Because yeah. mosquito repellent does not work. They lick it off. Like, it's like the candy. <laughs> like, candy. Never mind. Um, <laughs> this song's older than Simon. Uh, yeah, no, there's nothing you can do here. I mean, you can spray stuff in the water or whatever. The one guy, there's a guy from a pet store down here. He's a veterinarian or whatever. He started a program of breeding um, guppies. And there's like these, what do you call cuneta? Like the drains, I guess, like the drainage Sewage? system. Yeah. Down t yeah, it's like the drainage system for downtown. But they're very small compared to the ones like in the U.S. and I'm sure in probably England as well. Um, but they get stopped up, stopped up and stuff. And so they're constantly trying to clean them out. Anyways, they always have water in them. And he came up with this, which... It's a brilliant idea of just dumping guppies in them because guppies are pretty, I mean, they're pretty, um, what is the word? Uh, pretty like hard, they, hardy. Yeah, they don't, they're not going to die very easily. They're not very super delicate. So if you go downtown even now, you'll see guppies in the, in the, in the drains. And he said he did it because there was so many mosquito eggs and larvae mm -hmm. in those things. Mm -hmm. Like that was ridiculous. And it was dengue, dengue was an issue all the time. And like all, you know, all these other the yellow fever or whatever, all the other mosquito stuff. And he's like, so if we put guppies, at least they'll eat a lot of the, it's just a br really a brilliant idea. And so even now you can go downtown and see it. He was telling me, get some guppies and put them in your water tank. If you put them in your water tank, it helps. Oh. And so I've been thinking about it, but I don't want to bathe in water that guppies are swimming around in. You know what I mean? Like, then again, my water has mud in it sometimes. So <laughs> yeah. what am I talking about? And our shower has frogs in it sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Does it? Those little frogs that come up the drain. Oh, do they? I don't know. That's never happened oh, it to me. It freaked me out. It freaks me out. Yeah. What do you do? You just I just stay me. really far away from it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. If, every evening when I have to wash something up, I'm just like, I go into my kitchen and I just go, here we go again. <laughs> it's just like, I know I'm going to go to the sink and there's just going to be like five frogs there, but I won't see them. And so I always go up to the sink and I do like a wave over my hands like from a distance. I'll be like, just, well, you can't. just wave my hand over everything and all these frogs would jump out and out of the way. And I'm like, okay. But there'd always be like one that's like sound like the sponge or something. So I go to pick up the sponge and it jumps. Uh, what do you say? So, <laughs> every night, Ramon, that is my night. I told you, I told him a long time ago, you had a frog in your room when you first got here. Remember, <laughs> yeah. it's like a year ago. Almost, well, you got here a year ago. So yeah. almost a little less than a year ago then, mm -hmm. probably eight months or so ago. And I was outside, I taking the dogs up. Again, Simon lives across the street from us. He lives on the second floor. So you can look up and you can see like the lights on in his room or whatever. And so I was coming across the street, like in the yard of the place and just letting the dogs run around before we go to bed or whatever, 10 o'clock, something like that at night. And I see this like flashlight just waving all over. And I'm like, is he like being held hostage or like, you know, because you just see it, it like, ah, oh, crap. I don't know Morse code. Like, I don't know. What, 
<laughs> like I don't know, I don't know what's going on. And I take, I think I text you, yeah. and like I text you like, what, what are you doing or something like that? And I was like, because I just see this light going. And what what happened was a frog had come into his room, <laughs> and, he, and he was trying to scare it out or whatever. I don't know what you're trying to do. Yeah. And I was like, I was dead serious. I said, I'll send Jolie up, and he's laughing like, because Jolie. Is not afraid to pick up frogs at all, like yeah. the huge ones, and she runs everybody in the neighborhood off because every like Ruth is terrified. Did you see Ruth the other day with the yes. frogs? Mm-hmm. Terrified of the frogs. <laughs> she said, oh, "I'm not afraid of them. They just make me." Basically, said they give me the heebie-jeebies. But she like, that, isn't that what afraid is? <laughs> and so, but I told him I was like, "I'll send Jolie up." He's like, "Ha ha," <laughs> and I was like, "Dude, I'm serious. I sent Jolie up to grab it." But I think you finally got it out. Yeah, or whatever. yeah it went out. And you you sealed the hole. Yeah, yeah. So if you go into my room, there's like small bits of paper, like just all over the windows and things like that. So basically, for like a month, I studied where the frogs would get in from, and it just blocked up the holes. The scientific study. Yeah, man. Then engineering came in. Yeah. That's they don't they don't really bother me much. Yeah. Do you, you have geckos in your in your room? No. You don't. No, they don't. T- they're all over like the kitchen and things like that, but they don't tend to get in do, my room. Do those bother you? No. You just leave them alone. Yeah, yeah, they're yeah. fine because they they just stick to the walls and things like yeah, that. Yeah, they don't really. Those frogs just jump at you. You don't know what they wait, 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 they, wait, they wait. go for <laughs> you. They go for <laughs> you. Yes, they do. Yes, <laughs> they are. <laughs> yes, they are. <laughs> yeah, frogs do not jump at you ever. <laughs> it's like a wolf. what species is it? A wolf frog it comes charging right Empire at you. Frog. Yeah, no way. We, yeah, we have ge- we have a lot of geckos, but we have really high ceilings. Yeah. So if you, if you sort of, if someone came to visit us from the states, they'd be like, "Oh, these people are dirty," because like, but they, they just crawl around, and you can see them up by the roof. But they don't yeah. they don't buy, they eat bugs and yeah, stuff. Exactly. So it's like, yeah, yeah. and they don't come down really. Like you'll see the babies every yeah. once in a while, and they'll be like kind of lost and like down, and the girls will catch them and play with them or whatever. And, you know, we make them put them outside, but the bigger ones. Apparently, the bigger ones bite if you try to grab them. But I've grabbed them and never bit me before. But whatever. But um, hey, you see geckos all the time, but they eat the bugs and stuff, so yeah. we kind of leave them alone. And they're up so high, it's an effort to get, you know, like, it's an effort to get them down or whatever. So anyways, third world life. <laughs> Fun times. So today, what I want to talk about, I, got te- I do have tears coming down my face. <laughs> he said they, they come right at you. <laughs> um, well, I want to talk about... Back- Phase three of ministry, phase three of our ministry plan, and stuff like this, and stuff like that. I don't know what I'm talking about. So, um, we had talked about um, just developing the church and building the church, really, and then uh, buying property uh, for a community center, a community garden, starting to kind of do experiments and stuff. Um, phase two was uh, produce seeds and plants to give, continue growing the church, sell compost, whatever. Um, phase three, we would like to have uh, our church in a place. To where we can uh, be able to help other churches. Now we're already kind of doing that. Um, Melinda's doing the. Vo- Do you have that today? Yes, tonight. So Melinda has like these vocal courses and stuff with the church, and so that's. I mean, that's been going on for a while. It's supposed to be three months, right? It was, yeah, it's I think been like it's a year almost. June? No, a year already. I don't know. I'm just I, I, I'm I, I totally guessing. I think it started in May or June. Yeah. So well, you've been going a lot longer than three months. Mm-hmm. So we're already so some of these things we're already doing or we're going to do it's not necessarily has to be in order but then it'll be full out like we can do it in a lot of different areas when we get to the phases and so um, phase three would be help and su- help and support other churches um, yeah and so just being able to do like different and some of the courses and stuff that we've been talking about doing or whatever being able to help some of the churches in that and um, 
just, you know, different stuff for pastors and stuff like that. I have a friend who does hermeneutics, hermeneutics courses. It would be cool to have him come and do like a two or three day course for some different pastors. Just being able to really pour into other churches. Again, we totally believe in our church, but we don't just believe in our church. And, and it's arrogant and foolish to think that just our church is enough of a if we have one healthy church, then that's enough to reach the city, you know, or whatever, the, or the nation. And so we want to, we want other churches to be healthy and other pastors to be healthy and so on and so forth. So um, helping them in that area. Um, also, in terms of the community center, um, we would like to do a lot of different courses. Um, just have available courses and people could come down and give courses. So, for example, um, there's a lot of stuff on there to talk about. But anyways, yeah, the courses is probably the longest one. So we'll do that first. So, yeah, with the courses, you could do like a photography course. It could be a two-week photography course, or it could be a six-month photography class or whatever, um, stuff like that, um, sewing courses, and then also like a life skills course. What did we talk about? First, First aid. First aid, yeah. Um, like the other day, or a couple weeks ago, I guess, there was a, um, there's a beehive in one of the light poles. Um, it's a cement light pole, and they have like holes in it or whatever. Uh, anyways. There's a beehive. It's it's pretty high up. It's probably 20, 30 feet up. Um, and there's a little bull. It's I mean, it's right by Mariela's store. I mean, you could throw a rock almost from here and hit it, you know, so it's it's close by. Um, and a kid, he, I, he, I'm sure he bothered it, right? Um, but the bees just started attacking him, like a full-blown attack. And it's right next to the store, so he ran to the store, and he's yelling for help and whatever. And so the lady grabs her two children. How old is her baby? One. She's one. Yeah. So the baby's one, and then the, the little boy is seven, seven going on 73. <laughs> he's an old man at <laughs> he heart. Is, yeah. And uh, so she took them and closed them in a room, and then her husband went out to help the kid because they didn't know what was going on. And the, the bees are just, I mean, they, yeah, they followed him probably 50 feet to the to the store or whatever maybe a little bit more maybe but anyways they followed them and they're just destroying them and i mean it's not we're not talking about 10 or 100 bees we're talking about thousands of bees like just tearing the kid up and like he's he's on the ground and he's yelling the husband comes out and he's trying to rescue the kid and like because the kid is from the neighborhood as well they start stinging the husband tearing him up and um it's crazy like that so i gotta finish on the story i guess the, my point was is it would have been great for them to know what to do if that's yeah. happening, but they, they didn't know what to do. And so they're just kind of fighting bees off and they're spraying, you know, like anyways, any, but anyways, it's an interesting story. So I'll, tell, I'll finish telling it, but it doesn't, that's the part that had to do with what it, it people need to know some basic, simple stuff like that. CPR, first aid, how to respond, snake bites, uh, mm -hmm. bee attacks, you know, stuff like yeah. that, whatever. Even how to, prevention, yeah, like prevention. how to prevent yeah. a fire yeah. or explosion in your kitchen. Absolutely. Like all that stuff is super necessary. And um, anyways, with the, the bees came and, and they were they were in. the So the store is the house, right? The store is the front part of the house, the way it is here. And so the bees f just filled it up. I mean, they, she said her, when she got back to her husband, his face was covered in bees. She said it looked like a movie, like he like he's just getting stung, like non like nonstop. So she looked on the floor. The, the floor is covered in bees. Like there are thousands and thousands and thousands of bees. They're all through the house. All she's getting stung. And like when she saw his face, he was running back to the water hose, like just to spray them all off, you know. And so they went back and they're doing that. They're both getting stung, but he's getting, I mean, he's getting, literally he's getting murdered. Like that's, they're, they're, they're killing him. And so the bees are doing all this stuff and they spray the water and the kid and somebody else had come and got the kid and they're doing all this. Their kids are locked in a room. And um, then she, she says, there's bees all through, like the floor, the walls are all covered in bees. 
Like it's just it's all out attack. Again, they're fifty fifty feet to maybe I don't know. They're more than fifty feet away from that. Uh, probably seventy five feet or seventy five to hundred feet maybe away from the pole. And so the, I mean these bees are just. She said they even stung her dogs. Yeah, all the dogs got tore up. Anyways, they got to a place to where like she's spraying because she sells this stuff. So she's spraying bygone. I don't know if they sell bygone it's in like, the states. Is it like raid? Yeah, it's like raid, but it's probably without the safety matters <laughs> for yeah, I humans. Think it's strong. Yeah, it's super <laughs> strong. Like it killed all the bugs in my house, and they live fifty <laughs> yards away. <laughs> and like, uh, <laughs> so she's spraying that, and you know they got to a place to where they got most of them like. The bees, I don't know if they gave up or whatever, but there's still bees all over the place, but they're not being aggressive or whatever. And so she looks at her husband and he's like, his throat is starting to swell shut and he can barely talk and he said he can't breathe. And so I got to go to the hospital, blah, blah, blah. It was a disaster. The kids never got touched. Thank God that she took the kids to the room. Mm-hmm. Kids never got touched. Anyways, that part of the story is neither here or there. My point is, is first aid and just knowing how to react to emergency situations is a huge, huge people didn't know. They didn't, no one knew what to do. And like, as, there was an adult, the guy that works here, Don Maldo. He's 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 got to be three hundred and forty two years old, <laughs> and he still works in maintenance here. And so, like, they're waving him to come and help. Like, apparently, and they said he just looked like, like I'm not getting stung by no bees. But it's good because honestly, I mean, he, he's not that old. Obviously, I mean, uh, he's probably seventy, somewhere close to seventy. It's not a good idea for him to get stung by a thousand bees. You yeah. know what I mean? And um. And so anyways, but like, but nor did he say like, get up and run and like run because the kid could still move and, you know, so like it, no one knew what to do. No one legit knew what to do. And so it, just having things like that for people to be able to know what to do. And it's like, man, babies choke all the time. People don't know how to react to that. And like, there's a lot of, um, especially in our neighborhood of, um, what are they called when you learned it from your grandma and like, is it something? Wives tale? Yeah. It kind of like... Um, I mean, that's not what it is, but yeah, like it's along the line of that, of where you, like these old beliefs or whatever that were passed, like kind of village beliefs or whatever. And some, you know, I'm not saying it's all wrong, but like if your baby is sick, put a brick in its milk. Remember that in Cochabamba or whatever, like you put a piece of any. I remember a full grown man putting, tying a red piece of string around. Black. Black piece of string around his neck because he swallowed a fish bone. (laughs) Yeah. So, yeah, this this is a great example. That's a great example. So we won't say any names. I saw you. I saw it on the tip of your tongue, I feel like. (laughs) So, so there's a guy (laughs) we know and uh, he, he, we ate fish one day. We We went fishing or somebody went fishing. They brought us fish. We ate fish, whatever. He got a piece of bone stuck in his throat, which your first thing, your grandma should have told you to not eat the bones. That was number <laughs> one. But then um, he he couldn't get it out. You know, and it's just annoying more than like he wasn't choking. He couldn't get it out. So the next day he comes with this string <laughs> tied like tight around his throat. And I was like, and he's talking like normal. Like, you know, if you have something like, yeah, I got this string on my throat because cause you, you're conscious yeah. of it. He's like in his late 30s, right? Yeah, he's in his late 30s. So he comes up and he's like, hey, blah, blah, blah. He's talking normal. And I'm like, are we just going to ignore that big thing on your neck? <laughs> and like, so he, he's like, oh, yeah, yeah. He's like, my, uh, yeah, my, my grandma told me when you're little, when you get something stuck in your throat, you find a black dog. Now, this, we're already deep space nine. <laughs> you, find, you find a black dog, you measure its neck. And then you, on the measurement of its neck is how t- tight you tie the string around your neck. And he's not a small guy. He's not a small guy. <laughs> And he's not, he's not, he's not dumb. He, I'm not going to go into that. He's not dumb. But it's like, 
And I just, I looked at him in disbelief. Dude is 100% serious. I, like, I couldn't believe what I was hearing. Like, and I, I asked him again, like, what? He's like, oh, yeah, 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 you got to do this, this, and this. And I'm looking around, like, like I, I just couldn't believe, like, and I said, what is, <laughs> I said, I said, sorry. I said, what if the dog was smaller than your neck? <laughs> Were you going to kill yourself? And it was like he had never thought of that. And it's not because he's dumb, but it's because this is just what you've been, you know, yeah. you've been told your whole life and you don't even think about it. You don't think about the validity of it. And you so, so stuff like that, like there's still a lot of that here. And now there is some stuff that works, right? Like if you get burned, put aloe vera on. That's what my grandma did. That's a brilliant idea, you know. But there's other things that are not brilliant idea. If you swallow a fish bone, find a black dog, measure the black dog's throat and tie that on. Like what? That's it. I mean, obviously, if you do that to your child or so, something, that could, you know, it could cost them their life or so, like, it just doesn't make, but anyway, stuff like that and just kind of bring in like, not, not demonizing your grandma's teeth because now, oh, they hate my, hate my grandma. You know, it's not that, but it's like just kind of coming alongside and like promoting like yeah. things that actually, that work yeah. and not measuring a black dog's throat. The yeah. one I was told is that if you're choking, you have to find a cup and then you have to cover the top of the cup, both your hands. And that, and that apparently helps you. That's like voodoo. Yeah. Like so, the cup is like your doll. <laughs> <laughs> like if you cover its mouth, then yeah. you would like. Yeah. Well, you know, I have a, we have a friend in um, Cochabamba who who's a believer, and uh, I remember when her daughter was born the same around the same time our girls were born, um, she would always keep like a red ribbon tied around her ankle, and I asked her, "What is that?" I mean, she went to our church, and she said, "Oh, it's a protector from demons." Oh. Jesus isn't enough, but a red ribbon is. Yeah. Like, but it's it's the things that we we probably have stuff like that too that we don't think about. You know, you just don't you don't give it any thought. Yeah. Really. You just do it without, you know, without thinking about it or whatever. Anyways, yeah. So prevention and, and awareness is is definitely necessary and a big deal. Um, also, um, doing like uh, should I have, like financial planning courses. Uh, stewardship you know different stuff like saving how to investing and like in your own business we're talking about investing like in the stock market like we have dirt floors in your house and you you know and we're just talking about money just different stuff like that just different um courses that we can give contribute to the community um also yeah small business courses and stuff as well but then also like different arts and stuff like we did the music class and stuff last year like stuff like that would be great to do um and really it's really limitless whatever we could offer you know if, if we could do it well and um, if a team could come down and legitimately do a course and not like, oh, yeah, we want to teach people how to brush their teeth. And like, I don't have an issue with that, but we have three dentists right here that go to our church. Mm-hmm. So how's me, the missionary who, you know, I'm an administrator at an insurance company or, you know, I'm a cashier at Walmart or whatever. It doesn't matter. How am I going to teach people to brush their teeth better than the dentist that live? You know, so it's kind of it's kind of senseless to come and just do stuff to make people feel good. But people, things that are people. Things that people are actually talented in to be able to come and give a course on that would be really cool and great. And so we have that. We would like to do a clothing pantry uh, where people that um, a lot, especially for kids, they don't have a lot of clothes uh, at all. A clothing pantry. And we kind of started that with the Mm -hmm. children's church the other day. We picked up some um, some different outfits for the prize box or whatever that you guys have. And they can pick out clothes. So really cool. But um, have it on a bigger scale. Sports programs. Uh, We would like to do a kids breakfast program. Even if it's just on one day a week or two days a week or whatever, mm-hmm. just kind of uh, the nutrition, man, is like 
just lacking in our area, obviously, and just to be able to contribute to that. Um, also, a computer lab, uh, computer lab to be able to, again, do computer. It would be awesome to a place like this to be able to do coding courses and design um, all this other stuff. Melinda also had a good point of uh, having a computer lab, but also like obviously with internet, right? Um, it's 2020. So, hey, here's a computer going DOS, <laughs> type an exit. Solitaire. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, and, uh, you know, we don't believe in stuff just to say that we're doing stuff. We want it to really be effective. A lot of times we do stuff, you know, as missionaries that, I don't know, sometimes, and we all fall into it. We, we won't feel the need to produce so much. That we just do stuff, but it's not really benefiting anybody. It's a yeah. computer course. What'd they learn? Oh, how to play solitaire, Minesweeper, like you know, or Minesweep, whatever it's called. I don't remember. Anyway, do you know what that is? Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, you're young, so I don't know. I don't, I never know what the line is like about. <laughs> yeah, well, you're a church kid, so you definitely know what Minesweeper <laughs> is. But yeah, um, but yeah, to be able to have a computer lab, they can learn this stuff, but also a place where pastors can come and study. Yeah. Have different commentaries, access to different commentaries, different programs and stuff. So they can come and study for their sermons or series or whatever they're doing or just to grow and, and you know, um, be able to offer that space a certain day of the week for them to be able to come in. And I don't know how many of them would take it because pastors are, are typically somewhat prideful and they don't want to use, a, I don't know, want to depend on someone. Else. It's just weird. Another church or organization. So, but anyways, um, at that point, hopefully we would have a good relationship because, again, this is the same place we want to help and support other churches. So we could have a good relationship to where pastor could come and actually study the Bible and not just like, well, to me, I think this means, you know, but to actually kind of dig in and stuff. And so that would be cool with a computer lab where they could access Internet and stuff as well. Are you going to say something? Nope. Okay. Um, yeah. And so that's the community center stuff that we want to do in that. Um, speaking of courses, this is what I want to mention as well. Um, so we do the and Simon and Rudy do it. I haven't gone. I just want the beginning or whatever. Um, the school, the school, what is it called? Uh, school programs or whatever, which is like kind of a, I don't know, it's kind of hard to explain, but it helps people get kind of thinking towards careers and stuff like that. It's motivational, um, gives us a chance to be able to connect with local school. Anyway, anyways, we were connect, uh, contacted by um, an organization basically for what would be our whole state or province, or I guess you could say, um, an organization that is basically... Uh, committed to it's an it's an apolitical but it's kind of a governmental thing it's an but it's apolitical supposedly organization that is to the basically to the bettering or the uh, the pr- progress of the the state or province and every state and province here has one the one from here in Benny, which is the place we live the the state or province that we live in uh they contacted us about doing school programs in other areas and so um one area is reyes is what it's called kings is what it would be um, it's eight hours away by car. Uh, it's up north, closer to La Paz, the state of La Paz. And so they want us to go there and do some like leadership courses and stuff like that with, um, with all the schools there. They want it to be all the schools. And so based on how we would do that, they want to take us to do um, like four other, other towns all over the, the state or whatever. So again, that's another thing that we would like to go really, really hard later, but that's something that's kind of the door open now for us to be able to do. And so, um, yeah, I wanted to share that because it's something that's going on. I think it's you know a cool thing for people to kind of hear and Definitely. talk about and be praying for and think. And, and, you know, it doesn't mean anything as of right now. It's Because here, nothing is guaranteed until it's happening. Yeah. And so, you know, I try not to get too excited or whatever. Um, but at the same time, you do have to plan for it. So we're planning like crazy. 
and get ready for that. Because leadership courses is another thing that we want to be able to do um, through the community center, but also kind of combined with the church as well. So we can kind of contribute to, you know, different areas with, with raising leaders up, you know, uh, community leaders and political leaders, whatever, whatever it may be, you know. Um, so, yeah, that's that. And then um, you have anything to say about that? The community center stuff? The courses, clothing pantry, sports programs, kids breakfast, computer lab? Um, no, just uh, just that are like... So, yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> we go through this every day. Do you have anything? No, but... <laughs> so, yes. Um, just that a lot of these programs, like, they, they've come from... they've The idea has come from, you know, obviously our time here and seeing where needs are, you know. They're not just like, oh, this will be cool because different needs... But different areas have different needs, you know, and these are just... These are just some of the many needs that we see in our area and our in our community where we feel like you know and, and by the time we reach phase three we'll be really be able to make a difference in that and I don't know, I just think about the impact that even a little a spark that one of these courses can create in a kid mm-hmm. that'll co- turn into a passion that'll turn into mm-hmm. a career so it's it's like not not diminishing or looking at any of these like oh it's just a little addition to the community center like they're huge they have the potential to make a huge impact in 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 the youngest person even the oldest person you know so yeah yeah Yeah, i think something i love about it is everything links together Mm -hmm. when you do things like this it's Mm -hmm. like obviously i'm not an official part of Red Roots, you know, I work alongside you guys and help out where I can and things like that. You're part but, of um, Red Roots, I admit. Yeah. Which he's just bitter because he doesn't have a shirt I yet. don't have the t-shirt. <laughs> well, you know, yeah. We're working on that. Yeah. We're still working. We'll, we'll get you. We are working on that. We? We are, yeah, well, we, are work, we are working on that. So we're working we'll on work it. On yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, but it's like, um, like the breakfast, the kids breakfast program, that fits right in with children's church. Mm-hmm. The computer lab, that can fit right in with the football ministry that I'm involved in. You mm-hmm. know, if there are kids there that want to learn coding or they want to do this, they want to do that. All of a sudden now we have a hub, a central place that we can invite them back to. So it's kind of like, yeah, like you were saying, it's not just these random things that, oh, we could do this and then we check that out and it's not connected to anything or there's no need for it. It's like, okay, what we do every day, we're seeing the needs and we can bring all yeah. of that together uh, yeah. through this. It's, and also, it's it's just a very much needed support system for yeah. the kids that mm-hmm. don't. You'd be surprised how many children don't get that support at home, that encouragement. Hey, you can be great. You can study and do something productive in your life, or you can be someone. And sometimes it's the opposite. It's like, oh, you're trash. Get out of here. You know, you're worthless. Just go go clean the garden or whatever. You know. Um, and so, just also knowing that that we can. I don't. I just think about broken kids. A, mm. a lot of times we look at adults and people, and we, from, especially from the church aspect, and think, "Man, this person is broken." But we fail to remember that they're they they sometimes they're broken from their childhood, mm. and so be able to to be that person that they look forward to seeing, or or that that program or that hour that they look forward to going to because it just completely, um, I don't know, gives them life, you know, yeah. and and out of their routine of their everyday. So. And give them an opportunity to grow and to expand, be creative. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And cool. like, like we say all the time, think outside the box as well. In the sense of like, I, I know you've said this on here before, but it's like you ask one kid what he wants to be, an accountant, and it's like, mm-hmm. do you like maths? No, I hate maths. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, it's, it's, why are you chasing something quick, that you? Math. Yeah, <laughs> why are you chasing something that you hate? And so it's like just being able to like encourage people that you can be great, but 
for the thing that you want to be great at yeah. and the thing Absolutely. that you enjoy. Don't just do what, oh yeah, but my family's always done this or mm-hmm. oh, I'll just do this because that's what everyone does. Yeah. You know, find what you love and then chase it and, and be great and go at for it. it. Yeah, yeah, and be really good. Yeah. Um, so yeah, to be able to work in that area and encourage people to do that kind of thing is, you know, that's yeah. really positive. And it's hard though because you're, t- you're trying to teach and encourage people to not chase money. That's really yeah. what it's about. Yeah. And it's like, because in their mind, they never had, they've never had money. So in their mind, oh, well, that's my issue. That's what all, a source of all of our problems has been, is we don't have money. And they're, they're mistaken, is you don't have purpose. You don't have to have money, you have to have purpose. And that's the issue that you see with your parents and all this other stuff in the neighborhood, you know, the stuff in the neighborhood is people without purpose. And so, but they disconnected because people without purpose suffer from a lot of issues. Money is not the issue it sometimes it does become one of the issue but there's a lot of people with money that don't have purpose either and they're suffering from the same exact issues that you're but they don't know that and so you're trying to convince people of something that they're bent on of like oh i need more money to be happy and you're like no you don't you be passionate and just chase something you know as career-wise obviously we know jesus is the one to be chased or whatever mm-hmm. but career-wise um like be who who you're created to be well who is that you tell me you know but i don't oh, I really wanted to be a doctor for my whole life, but I could never do that. Why could you never do that? Well, ch- you know, ch- I really wanted to be a photographer, but I could, well, why, why couldn't you? you? You know, there are easy steps to be able to take to do these things. Well, my mom says that that's not a real job. Where's your mom work? Oh, she doesn't have a job right now. Well, she, I mean, and you don't want to say this to, to them, but what she doesn't know, obviously. Mm-hmm. She's like, well, what is a real job then? You know, like, d- if you get paid for it, it is a real job. <laughs> if you can make a living doing it, is a real job. Now, we say that a lot of times because we're jealous of stuff, right? Like, oh, like, who's Kim, Kar- Kim, Dar- Kim Kardashian. She doesn't have any talent. She's talentless or whatever. Mm. I mean, she makes more money than me. Mm-hmm. So either she's smarter than me or she, or she has a career. Like, I don't think she's smart. I don't think she's dumber than me, but I don't think she's smarter than me. But she, maybe she is. I don't know. But she, it's a career. So she's figured it out how to, you know. Mm-hmm. Or she has businesses and stuff like that. And, you know, but I think a lot of times we say, oh, that's not a real job. Or we shut it down because it wasn't that easy for me. But mm-hmm. and so what we talk about a lot is we have to want better for the next generation yeah. or whatever it is. And there are risks involved. And you have to take, you know, kind of support your kids and believe in them. I think all this stuff, I think um, it, it comes from a, a deep place in, in us because we live here. Mm-hmm. We're part of the, we're not We don't just physically live here. We are part of the community. We participate in community activities, we are active in the community and whatever. So it's at this point, it's not for them by us; it's for us by us. You know, mm-hmm. at this and that's a, that's a big difference because, like you were saying earlier, it's a lot of times people from the outside come and they want to tell you what's best for you, and they don't even live there, so they don't really know the problems that they've identified aren't really the root issue of the problem. So they're dealing with something that they have no experience with, mm-hmm. and it, it creates this uh, a supremacy kind of dynamic or whatever. But when we live here and when we, you know, we live in the same, on the same streets in the same rain and, and go through the same potholes <laughs> every day, you, you know, we submit ourselves to the same conditions as everybody else. So the supremacy kind of goes away. It's because now it evens the playing field and it, it, it makes your voice a little bit louder. So now, you know, where people can listen to us a little bit more because they know that we're in the community trying to solve the same problems that they're facing because we all face the same issues and challenges or whatever. And so I just think it gives a lot more validity that we're here and we didn't just pop up for three days and say, this is what you guys need. Well, how do you, how do you know? You don't really know the needs of the community unless you're a part of it. Mm-hmm. And I would say that unless you live in it, which is a step, but unless you're a part of it. And I think that for, for us, all these come from being a part of the community. 
uh, living here physically, but also being a part of it. And because it, it, when you first got here, maybe some of the problems, not just you, but um, just you when I say in general, but not just Simon. But when we, we all first got here, maybe there were some problems that we thought were problems. But the longer you live here, you realize that that's not really a problem. That is a symptom of the real problem. Mm -hmm. And easily, had you come here and had you been able to start something when you first got here, you would have just been treating symptoms and the problem would have continued. But now that you live here longer and you've spent more time and you talk to more people and got to know more people and you've bridged, you know, different, you made different, different bridges and relationships and stuff like that. Now you start to really identify what's, you know, behind and stuff like that. So I don't know. I think that makes a huge difference. Um, it makes a huge difference in, in one in the future success of these programs, but also in the planning and then the and even the reason for that we want to do these courses and programs and stuff like that. It comes from a place of not just a good idea, like you're saying. It comes from like, oh, this is what what's needed. This is not what I think is needed. This is what I know is needed. This is what the community knows is needed. You know, this is yeah. what we need here. So I think it makes a big difference. It does. So, yeah, in the business one, we want to do, so we talked about businesses. We want to have some businesses to be able to um, help sustain the ministry, specifically the community center and such. But um, we would like to open a print shop um, and a bakery are the two main things. And then there's also another idea that you're going to think I'm crazy when I say that, but there's a whole thing behind it, but I'm not going to talk about it today. But mushroom production, and <laughs> that sounds like I was born in the 70s and like, <laughs> you know, like psychedelic, not that type of mushroom. Like, you know, eating mushrooms and stuff like that. Uh, what are they called? Sorrel mushrooms, I think is what they're called. They're super, super expensive, but there's a way that you can produce them at, at your at your house or whatever. So anyways, you would do that and you could sell them to different restaurants and stuff. You make pretty decent money. Um, yeah, we'll talk about that another day for people who are actually interested. <laughs> uh, also, like, an egg production, like just having some chickens, to, like a good amount of chickens. And I don't know how realistic that is because it's a lot of, I mean, it's some work that Julie and Jalen would be forced to do. Or somebody, or all the kids, we would force them to do it. But um, when there were blockades, which there are, there haven't been recently. Everything's kind of calmed down. But there are typically blockades every couple months for something. They always block off the road to Trinidad. So we can't get eggs. We can't get, you know, we can't get chicken. We can't get eggs. And the eggs that do get through, the price literally goes up 300% or whatever. Mm -hmm. So if you're poor, you just can't afford it. I mean, you're just going to eat bread. That's what you're going to eat. You just, you can't. And so we just feel like that's unjust and it's unfair. And so to be able to, if we could have a place that sold eggs and just sold them at regular price during, especially during Christ, times of crisis and sold them, we could sell them cheaper outside of times of crisis because it doesn't, you know, um, but then sell them at regular price. That's, that's more of a ministry than it is a business, I guess, because you're not going to make money off of yeah. that. But, but, um, but still, and then a bakery just to be able to do like good, good cakes and good cookies and cupcakes and all the healthy stuff for the glory of God. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Um, but yeah, just to be able to produce different things. That, that's something that I think could do really well here in the business. Yeah, uh, especially in our, <clears throat> in our barrio. What neighborhood. You, neighborhood. Um, we don't have, we don't have established businesses in our neighborhood. Mm -hmm. You know, it's just the, the business you run out of your home, which like I'm not belittling stores. at all, but they're just, they're just a small daily make what I can for the day kind yeah, of business. Yeah, it's you know? a day-to-day -day thing. Yeah. Absolutely. So so if you want a good brownie or a good coffee or anything, you have to go out to the center of town, which is about 15-minute drive for us? Uh, yeah. Maybe Depends if you're in a car. Yeah, maybe 10 to 12 on a motorcycle, Depends 10 to 12 house. minutes. Which is really yeah, far for us. <laughs> yeah, it, I mean, it doesn't feel... But like here, 
when you live here and everything is kind of centered in the neighborhood, we don't really live the, leave our neighborhood that much. Like mm-hmm. it's really far to go ten mm-hmm. to twelve minutes away. Yeah. I mean, and a lot of people don't don't leave the neighborhood very much. Like it's an outing for us. When we, yeah. like, it was, <laughs> What'd like, you do today? To store, we went to the center. Well, it's like I'm going to the store, Simon. Do you need anything? Like because you know we're going. This is our time. You know <laughs> this is our chance. Yeah, this is our chance. Yeah. You, want, you want to come? And so it's yeah. true. It's an it's like a thing. And on Mondays, like we used to go, but now it's like raining yeah. and stuff. And so we used to go, and like that was the day me, Rudy, and Simon would go have ice cream or something like. Mondays, like go into town. It's not. It's 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 so not far at all. It's it's just it's just not in our neighborhood. Yeah, it's it's literally ten minutes away, and it's not like. Excuse me. It's not like ten minutes driving through the forest or anything. Like I mean, I don't know. It's just weird. Yeah, you just got. I guess you got to live here to understand it. Because now we're talking about it, it makes me feel worse. Like, why don't we go into town more? But yeah. I think it's because of the potholes, honestly. Yeah, no, that's a, it's annoying. Yeah. It's annoying. It always, I think that it takes up so much time just to do any, like, I forgot, like in the UK, if I needed something, and I'd be like, oh, I just need to head to the soup, like there and back, get what I need, come back. Here, it's like, I need to plan a whole morning. Like, you need to book off a whole morning. Yep. Just to be like, okay, I need to try and find some balloons for children. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to need four or five hours for that one. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. I said, you were booming on Saturday. Yeah, we yeah, went yeah. to the market. He needed to find some insoles for some yeah. shoes. Boom. Really? Did you find them? Yeah, we found some insoles for shoes. I need to, I need to get balloons. some, but you know, they didn't have my size. I only wear a size 11, but here that's like wearing a size 22. <laughs> like it's just not going to. And so insoles, balloons, you found them right across the street. So it was a win, yeah. win, win, win on Saturday for it's you. A good day. So, yeah, that is um, pretty much phase three. And then we would like to start uh, exploring and visiting uh, different villages for phase four, which would be some uh, village work and stuff like that. And so, but it would just be exploratory and just kind of getting to know and building relationships with some different, um, they have like these, uh, the president of the village or like chief or the, or whatever you want to call it, like this, that, and then different pastors in different villages and stuff like that. And so we would ideally like to have two or three villages that we have relationships with. And we kind of just go there and um, take people from uh, the Fundacion and do uh, medical attention and stuff like that. D- dental care with Rudy and, and Miguel, Rudy's father um, and stuff like that. Just kind of periodically go just to, few times a year just to be able to you know go and and do those services and with the idea of connecting with the churches and building with them um locally so yeah we would like to visit and kind of identify a few villages that we could work in as a church as a ministry as in as everything you know and so um so yeah that's phase three phase three is a is a busier phase uh more or less and there's only four phases so next week is the last one and then it's like the all-time like the be all end all for us, and then from there it's kind of sustaining or whatever. So, but yeah, so that's phase three. Uh, anything else to add? Nope. Nope. Okay, got big weeks ahead then. No, I think my week's pretty quiet. Good. You? Yeah. I don't know. We'll we'll see. I didn't necessarily plan for it to be big, but it always ends up being a, busy. I, I was asking. I was oh. asking. I have a big week. I have. I have. To prepare, um, obviously study and stuff for sermons, but also uh, get our leadership stuff together for for that the school program. Oh yeah. They want so they want us to do specifically. They want us to do programs on leadership, and we have not done on leadership pr- uh, prior, and so they want us to go within a month too. So yeah, um, so we have to really get on and develop leadership material within a month, and so 
and then it's also I need to um, do a lot of the end of year stuff that I hadn't done yet and different stuff like that. So yeah, so I guess I'll do. I'll be working on that. What is it like a, a flyer? Yeah, or we need a flyer. We'll do an inv- invitation, basically, invitation, yeah, invitation. for that event or whatever. So yeah, 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 yeah. You need to do Simon's logo too for children's. I shirts. do need to. And a Red Roots T-shirt. Yeah, know, we actually we can get that. You're going to Alier in the next today or tomorrow, no? Probably tomorrow because it's raining right now. Yeah, you can just take. We have those T-shirts. You can take them. Get them a Red Roots T-shirt, so yeah. you can wear it on the next podcast, right? <laughs> Where so no yeah. one will see it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll take a know. picture and put it on Instagram. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they'll know. Yeah, I'm sure they'll know. All right, well, thank you for listening. We appreciate you. We appreciate all your support, love, and your help. Don't think about doing this. I see. I can see it on your face. That's not, but I'm still talking. No, don't mean, no, I hey, yeah. And uh, so, <laughs> so yeah, no, thank you for listening. We really we do appreciate it. We enjoy this podcast, I think, um, some days more than others. Like today, we really enjoyed it. Um, I don't know. It's just an outlet for us to be able to talk about kind of what's going on, what's in our heart, and the direction, obviously, of the ministry here. And uh, kind of keep you updated. So we hope you enjoy it. Thank you for supporting and listening. And uh, until next time, aprovecho. <laughs>